we're in that spot, we're in that place Amen. in the spirit that the Holy Spirit's just hovering over, over this house. We need to be sensitive to that in the spirit. Sensitive to him speaking to us, to him stirring within us in our, in our spirits. When this happens, there's a deposit that's taking place. Pastor Ralph was totally in line with the Holy Spirit and what he wanted to do. And this service is in line with what he wants to do. So we want to allow him to hover over our spirits and birth some things inside. We're going to move on and we're going to do announcements and we're going to follow the leading, but we want to take a few minutes. Just want you to allow the Holy Spirit to move as we just have a little bit of strumming of some sound. Close your eyes and allow the Holy Spirit to just hover over. There's some things that were prayed and the people received. And now let's allow our spirits to come into that tuning and that fine tuning to hear what he's saying to us today, to prepare our spirits for what he's saying to us today, to ask him to deposit within us, to ask him to take us to that new and that next place that he's calling us to go to, that we're gonna be willing to step into that as there's a wave of the Holy Spirit going through the house, a wave as he's coming over you and, he, and there's a wave that's coming, just raise your hands and just receive what he's putting into you. Receive the refreshing that he's pouring over you. Receive everything that he's depositing. There's a, a move and a wave of the Holy Spirit that's coming as he hovers over and brings to birth what he has planned. Thank you, Lord. Now just pray. Pray in the Spirit. Just pray softly in the Spirit right now. Those who can't, just begin to pray in the Spirit right now. Just pray in the Spirit right now. Let's, let's let that prayer language ascend into the heavens. Pray. Pray in the Spirit right now. Just pray in the Spirit. In, a, in your love language to Him, pray in the Spirit. Let's sing 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 in the Spirit. There's a, there's a wave of the Holy Spirit. Sing in the Spirit right now. Sing in the spirit. Oh, it's an activation. Shift and see in the spirit now. See in the spirit. See in the spirit right now. You online, see in the spirit right now. Sing in the spirit right now where you are. Jesus. 
Jesus. Let it flow, let it flow, let it flow, let it flow. The anointing is like the anointing that comes over and Aaron, it went down his beard and down his mantle, his clothing. It's flowing, it's flowing, it's flowing. Receive it, it's flowing, it's flowing. Receive it, whoo, receive it. It's flowing, it's flowing. Fresh anointing, fresh oil of the Holy Ghost. Saturate us, saturate us. Hallelujah, saturate, saturate, saturate. Thank you, Lord. Saturate, saturate, saturate. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We receive it today, Lord. We receive it today. Just raise your hands and just say, Lord, I receive it today. I receive it today. I receive it. I receive it. Can you say, I receive it today? I receive it. I receive it today. I receive it. I receive it today. A fresh impartation, a fresh saturation, a fresh infilling. I receive it today. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Pastor Ralph, would you pray for Pastor here? Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We can turn the lights up in the house. These are those places, those times that you hate to move from. You just want to hunker down. Close the blinds. Just stay in that place. It's called the secret place. Amen. It's called the secret place. What a wonderful place to be. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. It's hard to move on, but we are going to transition it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Everybody receiving from the Lord. Thank you, Lord. I love that it says the journey. Isn't that awesome? The journey. So um, she, she would like to. There's some cards. She's going to pass them out. And, and the ushers will. And then we can um, plan on... Plan on attending, and those who sign up, we do have, we have purchased some tickets, so we are first come, first serve, and it's going to be first for this house, amen, and those that are watching online, if you're able to come. Thank you, Lord. So, praise the Lord, amen. Well, as I said, 
Apostle Frank is, um, and Pastor Laura Lee are not um, able to be with us today, and we're, we miss them greatly. I was looking forward to the next part of the message that he was ministering. Well, I have a message that the Lord gave me when uh, Apostle Frank called me Friday night. So if anyone, has anyone gotten the e-blast? I know that he always asks if we got the e-blast. Well, we sent out an e-blast, and in the e-blast, it talked about lift your ask, A-S-K, to a declaration. Will you pray with me and just pray in agreement with me right now for this service? Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for all that you are doing. And Father, we just pray right now for a special anointing over the word, Father. Lord, it's nothing that I can bring or want to bring of myself. Lord, I pray that you would touch these lips of clay and just my heart, Father, and let the word of the Lord be released according to what your plan and your purpose is. I submit and surrender to your purpose. And I thank you that each and every one of us do, and we agree for our lives and for your purpose. In Jesus' name, amen. So I want to minister today on the topic, lift your ask, A-S-K, to a declaration. Well, what is a declaration? A declaration is a verbal or written positive, explicit, formal statement, which is announced and proclaimed. Whenever we open our mouths and we speak the word of God, we speak scripture, we are announcing and we are proclaiming. We are declaring. And isn't it easier for us to just declare the truth, the positiveness of the gospel, the, the alive word of God, than it is to release curses. God wants us to speak his word, and he wants us to speak his word over our lives, over our families, over situations. And sometimes there's those stubborn situations that they just don't want to shift and change. But the word of God remains the same. And when we declare his word, whether we see it where we are right now, whether we realize we look at where we are now, we don't walk in what we're looking at now. Now, we walk in what God has planned and purposed and prepared for us, and he has always made a way where there seems to be no way. So he takes us on that journey, and on that journey, no matter what it looks like, we have to remember one thing. We are overcomers. And the word of the Lord does not return back to him void. It will never return void because the word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. And when he sends his word, healing comes. When he sends his word, deliverance comes. When he sends his word, prosperity comes. When he sends his word, healing comes in relationships and bodies and families and situations. It overturns, and he takes the bad, and he makes it good. But we have to declare 
his word. So it goes beyond asking and it comes into declaring. So in the e-blast, I put, hear ye, hear ye. Let our spiritual ears be opened. Because when we hear with the natural, all we hear is what's going on around about us. When we hear in the spirit, we're going to hear the plans and the purposes that the Lord has for us in the places that he's taking us or the places that we are now. We need spiritual ears in this time, in this season, and we need spiritual eyes to see what God is doing. You see, because where we are is not our destination. It's only the journey in part of what God has destined us for. And so many times we get tired in the process. We get weary in the process. I don't know, you know, if you do this, there's times I've done it where I've just questioned God, Lord, when, why, how? You know, you get up in the morning and you say some of the same things. That does not bring a divine declaration to the day. It's okay that we ask him, but we have to say, Lord, I, don't, I may not know. I may not know, it might look hazy, but I declare that my steps are ordered of the Lord and you delight in my way. And so when we look at that, I want, I'm gonna share out of the Old Testament today. I go to the Old Testament, the Lord, I just love the Old Testament, not because I'm a scholar, but because prophetically the Lord speaks to me in situations in the Old Testament and allows me to gravitate them into what we're doing now in the new. And so he's always done that. As many years as I've ministered, it's always been that way. So in Deuteronomy 2, verse 2 to 3, Moses declared the word, declares the word of the Lord to the people. And he said to them, and the Lord spoke to me, saying, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. I love that. It's, it's, not the, it, it's a different version, and it may actually be New King James. I'm not sure. But he said, you, the Lord said, You have skirted this mountain long enough. Turn northward. Where's north? North is up. We're declaring new. We have declared it. We have declared it. And I said to the Lord, Lord, it's almost like we go back. I said it to him yesterday, and I was talking to him this morning about the same thing. And I said, Lord, it's, it's like we, we're repeating. And you know what the Lord spoke to me? He said, and didn't the prophets repeat? Because they proclaimed, they declared, and they repeated so many things so often throughout Scripture. And why did they do it? Because they saw it coming, but they continued to encourage the people to believe for it in faith because it was coming, and it did come when Jesus came. But I'm talking about the things that we are believing for, that we need to walk in faith and understand that it is an ever-increasing 
faith. And because we don't naturally see it with our natural eyes doesn't mean it's not going to happen. It's declared. And that word has a date on it. And that word will come to pass. It will manifest. So in the Amplified Bible, Jeremiah 23, 29 says, Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test? This is the Amplified. Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test? That is encouraging. It's encouraging because God's saying, I'm going to burn off all the stuff that isn't supposed to continue on the journey. He's going to burn it all off, and he's going to remove it. And that's what we need. And then he says, and like a hammer that breaks the most stubborn rock in pieces. So whatever is stubborn, whatever's holding on, is his word not like a hammer to break it and break through? You know, we call him the God of the breakthrough, and he definitely is the God of the breakthrough. Then we must allow the hammering of the word of the Lord to hammer down those things and break through the stubborn things, not in our strength, but in his power. You see, when we're walking, we sometimes rely upon our own strength. Have you ever noticed that sometimes we shift? We shift from his power to our strength. And then pretty soon we become tired and we say, Lord, and he said, you're depending on your own strength. Let my power break the rock, the stubbornness, the things that stand in the way. Let my power do it. How, did his, how does his power do it? By the word of the Lord being declared over it. Hebrews 12, 29 says, our God is an all-consuming fire, all-consuming fire. So everything that needs to be consumed by the fire of God is consumed. Now that is both things that are hindering and also don't you just want to be a firebrand for the Lord? Don't we just want to be on fire for him? Not relying or resting on things that, that were from the past, but allowing him to take all those things off of us and put us in his fire so that we're walking in the things that are in the present. It is a, it's a powerful thing for the Lord to lay his hand upon us and move upon us and allow us to be his instruments in this day and time. So what did Moses do? Moses said, this is what's going on, and I want you, the Lord said, quit skirting the mountain. You've been there long enough. It's time to turn northward. Now, Moses was giving them and recounting to the Israelites exactly what happened. Do you know what the north is? The north is pointing up. It is actually us pointing to the place of God's dwelling, which we know he's a spirit, so he resides. Um, he, we know his Holy Spirit's here, but we're, you know, most people will point up and say, God is up here. Yes, he is in his, in his spirit and in his presence. 
But when he was talking to Moses, and he said, go northward, he was speaking about a, a literal place. But with that, I looked this up, and really the north is a symbol of the permanent or eternal place permanently visible in the sky, a place where God dwells. So the Lord was saying to Moses, remember when the children of Israel went and they were spying out the land and they came back? And remember when they sinned? What should have taken 11 days to get to the promised land took 40 years. It should have taken 11 days, but it took 40 years. So Moses is recounting what happened in that time? And remember, they could have easily crossed over, but they decided that with looking at, at what was going on, they decided to become fearful and look in the natural and not see in the spirit. And so only two were going to remain. So it tells us in the scripture in Deuteronomy, we're going to see that Moses, as he's recounting the journey to the people, he's laying a faith foundation to prepare them for the new journey into the promise. What is he doing? He's reminding them of everything that God did. People of God, we have to remind ourselves of everything that God has done of all of the blessings, of all of the times we thought we weren't going to make it, and we did, of all of the things that came into our lives and it looked like it was for destruction and God turned it for good. We have to remind ourselves when we didn't have two cents to rub together how the Lord provided and he opened doors and he blessed us. We have to remind ourselves after, when we were worried about someone being sick and ill. I remember when I prayed for my mother and they said, oh, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. And the Lord kept saying, it's not, it's not, it's not. And God extended her life. What should have been only a few years was extended many more. And how we just have to recount all of those blessings. Why? Because those are faith builders. Those are stones that we can step on. Those are memorials to the Lord, not just for us to be able to overcome, but they're memorials to the Lord for his glory of what he has done that nobody else could do. Only Jesus could do it and how he did do it. And so that's what Moses was doing. He was laying a faith foundation. We're hearing about faith in this house. We, that's what we hear about all the time, that we move, we live, we have our being in him, and we're moving by faith. In the New Testament, Paul writes in the book of Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith, this is the amplified, now faith is the assurance it's the title deed, and it's the confirmation of things hoped for that are divinely guaranteed. So we have a title deed that is guaranteed, not by a bank, hallelujah, but by eternal God. It's guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen is the conviction of the reality that it can be seen, that we are going to receive it, 
despite our physical senses. You see, when we look in the natural, we're not going to see the things of the Spirit. We have to shift our thinking. We have to shift our sight. We have to shift our faith from failing faith, even if it's a mustard seed. If it's a mustard seed, it's still faith. And God gives us that boost to be able to receive. But we have to be willing to do that. And so what Moses was doing during that time was he was building them up in the avenue of faith for what they were going to go to and go through to receive. Now, the promise was already given. You know, if we look at our lives, we see the promises are already given to us. They're, they're already there. We don't have to go back and ask the Lord for any promises. He completed and fulfilled everything. And so they are ours. But Deuteronomy 1 and verse 4, it says, And command the people, saying, Now listen to this. You are about to pass through a territory of your brethren, the descendants of Esau. Now, were the Israelites descendants of, of Esau? Yes, but they came with the promise of Jacob. They were aligned with a different promise. So the Lord said, uh, don't be afraid of them. Don't touch them. I'm not giving you any of their land. What was he saying? That their land, their inheritance, and their promise was not in the land of Esau. It was in the lineage of Jacob. So God was telling them, don't look over here for what I have for you. Stay in line with who you are and what I have for you here. And so many times in our, in our spiritual walk, the enemy will try to throw something over here. He'll lure it. He'll say, this is it over here. We have to stay in line with the promises of the Lord, no matter how long it takes. When the Lord spoke to Abraham, he said he was going to bring a multitude and a nation from his seed. Did he not fulfill that promise? So in our lives, the promises that he made and he has made to us and given to us is sealed in the heavens, and they are in our lives. The scripture tells us in verse 7, For the Lord your God has blessed you in all the work of your hand. Now remember, Moses is reminding them of all the blessings that they've received. He knows you're trudging through the great wilderness. These 40 years, the Lord your God has been with you, and you have lacked nothing. Now, you know, sometimes we go through things in life. We go through hard times. We go through loss. We go through pain. We go through difficulty. We go through emotions and, and all kinds of things. But the scripture tells us that he said, I'll never leave you or forsake you. And he was with them. And what? The scripture says, you have lacked nothing. Our God supplies all of our needs according to his riches and glory. And he deposits that within us. What was? What was, was. I wrote this down. What is to come is something new that the people corporately, individually, families, the nation would be experiencing as they move forward, but it will require faith. 
You see, we speak that scripture here in this house. Old things have passed away. We're new creatures. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. But sometimes I think if we're honest, and i honest with myself, I say, Lord, some of the turmoil, it's still there. Some of the trauma is still there. Some of that needs to be healed. And you know, the Lord is about the healing business. He, he came so that we could be healed. And, and sometimes we look at healing and we look at it only in the realm of physical healings or um, based, you know, different kinds of healings. But we have to remember that he heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. So there's a healing that comes that is within the heart, that, that is within those things that, you know what, only go on between the two ears that nobody else knows about, only Jesus. He heals that. He heals troubled minds. He heals wounded spirits. And he brings restoration. And those are some of the things that in order for us to be a new creature in Christ, we have to allow him into those hidden closets of our lives. He can't make a closet transformation if we don't allow him to. And so some of, yes, it was, they could have gone, Israel could have, could have gone into the promised land in 11 days, but it took 40. Do you really think that that caused, that God didn't know about that? He knew about that. He absolutely did. And so he knows about those things in our lives that have to be removed in order for us to really be a new creature in Christ. There's a renewal that takes place. And isn't it, if you've ever been delivered, how many have been delivered? If you've ever been delivered from some things that you know you were burying or carrying, and you come out of that, you know there's a change and a shift. And, and you don't go back to that place. Why? Because that place is closed. It's closed down. It's not open for business anymore. It's done. Amen? So that's what the Lord wants to do. That's what he did do when he delivered Israel. Even though those who would not go into that land, they wouldn't go in. They didn't make it in. But God used a new generation and we are a new generation. And God wants to use us in this day and time. And he says to, Moses says again, this day I will begin to put the dread and fear of you upon the nations under the whole heaven. And they'll hear about you, and they're going to be in anguish because of you. I want to go to the word beginning. We've heard in Genesis, in the beginning. Beginning is the natural, now listen to this. Beginning is the natural meaning of the word, this word is with reference to time. The primitive Greek root means to be long, to, to be long, to draw out. Thus it's used to refer to some point of time being drawn out or long past. 
To begin, there must be a starting point. In Genesis, in the beginning, and God began. Now, God always was, but God began. So I want to encourage and declare over you today, before you were formed, your beginning was not when your mother gave birth. It was in time, created in the beginning with God's design. God designed us. He designed you in the beginning of time, in the beginning. There was a point where God said, yes, here they are, and then I'm going to release them into the earth with a plan and a purpose, with a divine destiny. So when we question ourselves or we question anything about who we are, yes, at some point, the world, we, we receive those things from parents, from upbringing. But who we are and who we will be in God's kingdom, when we go to that kingdom, we're doing, a, we're doing kingdom now, is who he created us to be. So the giftings, the talents, the, the words, the the way that we react, the, the way that we move in the things of God is created inside of us with a divine purpose before we were even born in the earth. So with that, we have to be reminded that we cannot despise what God has given us. We can't despise it we also can't just sit on it and allow it to just be there. There's always expansion in the kingdom. The gifts and the talents that are within us, the kindnesses, the, the love, the compassion, it all has to grow, and it grows in kingdom principle. And so he was saying Moses was recounting those who chose not to move, and we already discussed that. But a generation had, had been gone. But now it was time for a new beginning. How many can use a new beginning? And you know what? We begin new every day. We can begin, I can begin new in one minute. You can begin new in one second. We make a what? Choice to begin again. We make a choice to want to have something new. We make a choice to move. So, beloved, we're not those who will not possess. We are possessors, and we choose to possess the land. We're moving in a new beginning, a fresh timing. We see it in our services. There is a breakthrough that is coming forth in the services. Um, God is wanting to move in a new and a different way. He's bringing a refreshing wind. He's bringing a refreshing water. He's coming in a new way and a new move and a new wave. And he's bringing people who are hungry for that thing, who are hungry for the newness, not the old. The old has passed away, but the new. And so look for, look for new, look for creative ideas. Look for, look now, we're going to see the journey. Things are happening in the kingdom. It's an exciting time in the kingdom. And it's not a time for us to set our feet, sit down, and twiddle our thumbs. It's a time to be 
be about the Lord's work, amen? It's a time that while we can to do what God has called us to do, it might be visiting a neighbor, it might be being in a pulpit, it might be an evangelist on the street, but whatever it is, we need to say yes to him. So what we look at, what we're looking at that would hinder us from laying down the old and moving into the new. Well, Jesus talks about old wineskins, and he speaks of religious patterns. Um, And, you know, we've all heard this. The service is too long. I'm not saying it's here. The service is too long. The music is too loud. It's not, you know, uh, this happened, that happened. We did it this way. Communion every Sunday, you know. We're talking... It's not saying it's us. We're talking about religious patterns. Old wineskins, we can't have it. Old thought patterns. I don't know about you, but I have to retrain and rethink and and talk to myself in the Word of God to get rid of some old thought patterns. Feeling like, you know, unworthy or, or you don't look this way or somebody else, you know, not that I go down those lines, but those are thoughts that the enemy will gladly de- put into you to try to stop you from moving in the things of God. We can't. We have to know that the Lord has called us and we have to rise up in our destiny. Old thought patterns. This is how we always did it. Why should we change it? And this is not just dealing with church. It's dealing with our thought patterns in general. God wants to sweep away the old and he wants to impart the new. Old hurts, buried hurts, internal turmoil. We have hidden fears, thoughts that torment our lives. They have to go, and the peace of God has to come and replace it. What does the Bible say? And the peace of God that passes all understanding shall guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. We have to allow it to begin. And if we have to begin again, then we need to. Now I want to go back, and I want to talk a little bit about the number 11. Because I believe that many of us are in that, in that place. Now, I'm not a numerologist, so nobody can, has to say anything about that. I want to talk about that number, first of all, because I had a dream about that. Uh, and I heard the number 11, and secondly, because it goes with this message. So, in Deuteronomy 1, verse 2 and 3, it says, it is an 11-day journey from Hariba Kadesh Barnea by way of Montseir, but in the 40th year, on the first day of the 11th month, is when they were going to enter in. 40th year, the first day, of the 11th month. Now that number 11, it speaks about a paradigm shift. And I believe that many of us are in a shift mode. We're shifting. When we have stick shift cars, we shift, not that I did. My husband had a Mustang, but I could never learn a stick shift. But, but I always enjoyed watching it, you know, because it always felt like invigorating. You're going from first gear to second gear. So he would shift. And, and this number talks about transition. And we're in transition. There's new things happening here. How many want to transition to the next level? 
How many want to go to that new place and take us there, Lord? 11 is a transitional number that signifies when power changes hands because it falls between 10 and 11. I mean 10 and 12. So what does that mean? That means that when we're shifting, we're taking the power out of our hands or our self-control, and we're putting it in his hands so that he can transition us to a new place. We heard Pastor Frank say, what, three years ago maybe or four? I lose track of that time. Um, about he saw a warehouse, and there were boxes, and we were going into that next place, and that next place had the provision and it had everything. We have been on a journey, touch heaven, going into the new and the next, and it's been a gradual journey, and it's been a journey where some have fallen off and some have, have, have stayed and continued and new, and new people have come, and new things have occurred. So God is taking us in that transition. So we're in a transitional mode. I believe we're in a transitional mode individually. I believe we're in it corporately as the body of Christ, and we're also in it uh, in the house. So what does the word transition mean? And why am I talking about it now? I'm talking about it now because Israel had to go into a transition. You see, they were used to walking around the mountain. They were skirting the mountain. They were just satisfied with just skirting the mountain. Every day get up and do the same thing and go around the mountain again. God was providing and, you know, that's what they were doing. They were going around the mountain. And Moses had to remind them that in Egypt, you had to work really hard. And you did it for somebody else. In the kingdom, we work. And we labor together with Christ. And why do we do it? We do it for kingdom purposes. And so he was reminding them that they had an Egypt mentality. You're not a bond slave. You're a son and a daughter. Now, he didn't come out and say that, but if we take it and relate it to from Old Testament to New, that's what he was saying. He was reminding them that they didn't have to stay in that mode. And so he had to transition them because they were used, they didn't know the things of war. They weren't used to where they were going to go. It was a whole new place for them. And so I don't know about you, but don't you just want a whole new place? Don't you just want to stretch out and allow the Lord to do a whole new thing? And, and it doesn't mean that we purposely let go of the good things, but we extend and expand in the other things that God has. And so that's transitioning. A transition is the same as change. And I've been saying out of my own mouth, I need a change. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. And I've been declaring it, I need a change. And you know, I need a change. So God wants to change us. He wants to transition us. He wants to, I like that word too, adaptation. Because you see, with every move of God and with every new place that God takes us, we have to adapt. We can't bring the old and adapt it to the new. We have to adapt in the new and stretch into more new. We can't bring it in with us. It's not going to work. We can't adapt old things into new things. It doesn't work. So we have to adapt. 
And we have to modify. Well, what does modification mean? Modif modification means that we change something so that it is fit to be used in the new. So we have to modify. Sometimes that's modifying how we think or what we feel or our conversation. Our conversation sometimes needs to be modified. Alteration, changing, something that doesn't fit which deals with mantles, something that maybe we've outgrown. And all of a sudden, God says, I'm going to release a new mantle to you. And when he's releasing a new mantle or he's expanding the mantle or he's adding to that mantle of who we are, then there might need some alterations. We might step into it and it might be really, really big. And if it's really big, then that's okay because he's going to alter it as we journey along. Is it going to be that he's going to sew it up? No, maybe he's going to expand us to fit it properly. I just went and bought a pair of shoes a size 8, and they were too big. And I went, took them back and bought a 7, and they were too small. And I said, Lord, I understand my size is 7 and a half. So I didn't get any, because they didn't have them. But see, I had to alter. Refinement. He has to refine us. And you know what? Game changing. Transition is a game changer. When we're willing to transition into those new things that God has, it changes the whole game. We don't stay in the old because we're moving in the new, and God has equipped us. So in De Deuteronomy, when the Lord is saying that, and he spoke to him, he's telling him, he said, you skirted this mountain long enough. Don't stay here. Don't stay. Turn northward. Get your eyes focused on me so that I'm going to show you, lead you, guide you, and direct you. In other words, God had watched them, listen to this, in the wilderness, moving along or around the border of the promise. And he was getting ready to have them turn northward to inherit that very promise. You see, we can look at something that God gave us and we can just walk around it and be questioning it and wonder if we should do it and what, what's God doing here? Or we jump in and the Lord said the timing was there for them to look up and go in. Despite everything, he made a way. So according to a paradigm shift, which is the number 11, it's defined as an important change. Listen, that happens when the usual way of thinking about or doing something is replaced by a new and a different way. That is good. It's replaced. So God's promises to Israel in Deuteronomy 11.11 was that they finally made it to the promised land. They would transition into a season in which they were under God's continual blessing from the beginning of the year to the end. In other words, he said, the slave mentality and where you're trying to reside is not who you are. So you're going to transition 
into I'm always there. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The wisdom that I give you is going to carry you through. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to minister to you. I'm going to heal your family. I'm going to restore relationships. I'm going to give you long life Will I satisfy you. And I'm going to let you see my goodness. Even sometimes when I say I don't deserve it, he says, I'm still going to let you see my goodness. And so the scripture tells us it's an encouraging message. Can you just imagine? And I'm going to be closing. I have one more scripture. Can you just imagine Israel coming out, Moses leading them, and them going through the Red Sea and walking through the Red Sea for probably who knows how long so many people that whole distance wondering all the time i wonder if these waves are going to crash in on me but by faith by faith they knew that they had to go to a different place that was the first in a series of first beginnings for them and then after that when they got into the land and when they were fearful they they saw that even though they didn't yet possess it that the Lord still had a plan and a purpose. And all the things that they learned, listen, were for preparation to inherit the promise because they had to learn some things that they never learned before. They had to see some things they never saw before. They had to see the weaponry that they never saw before. They had to understand that there was going to be a transition. There was gonna be a shift. This was Moses, Joshua was coming. Moses was laying and doing everything that God had told him to do. And he was the excellent leader. And so in the midst of all of that, then they, Moses was preparing them to go into the promised land. And they're going to receive and see something very different than they ever saw, even though they, they had to skirt the mountain for 40 years. So I want to encourage you today, no matter how long, you feel you have been in a situation or a circumstance no matter how long it seems like it would never ever ever end it will end and it will give you the victory god will always give you the victory and you know when when you look at i asked the lord do, when you remember when you were first saved and how every time you talk to the Lord you know you asked for something and there was there was the miracle oh there was the miracle it was instantaneous I mean you say this and God gives you that and and it's like it was just instantaneous and I said Lord the more I'm walking with you the longer I'm waiting because sometimes things don't come as fast as we wish they would and and sometimes the burdens and the things are long they're long they don't they don't end right away but the day comes comes when they will end and a new beginning will start and so regardless we have to we have to stay the course and do what the Lord has called us to do and how do we do it by faith by faith so as as they tra as they transitioned into what God had God gave them victory over their enemies so I know we're going to I want to stay with that thought for just a moment. Victory over their enemies. You see, we're going to transition in this service. We're going to take an offering. But we're not going to leave 
if you need prayer because there's some enemies that fight from within and there's some battles that are hard for us to carry alone or to battle alone and there's some things that the Lord just wants us to release to him and allow him to have it and there's some healing that needs to take place and there's and and the Holy Spirit is moving in healing today and this is about him this is about Jesus and his love for you this is about him wanting to perform miracles and and him wanting to take you take you to the new place He's filled with compassion and mercy and love. And it doesn't matter. He just wants to love you and take you to that new place where all that is needed is him. So, Father, we, we just submit to you today. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you for, Lord, for just releasing what you have, Father in the word releasing the scriptures lord that the lord that you gave me this morning i just pray that it's sealed into the hearts of your people father i pray that as we journey and we go to this place that that we call next and new that you oh god lord would lead us and guide us and help us lord Lord, I'm reminded that 11 is a very interesting, interesting number in the Bible. Lord, we refer to it as transition, but Lord, it's also associated with revelation. The revelation that will help us transition into something new and overdue. Something new and overdue. So not only is a transition but it's revelation and so the lord wants to take us and reveal to us the new so father we seal these words that were said we thank you online for being here and we ask we ask each and every one that if you um need prayer you know what put it in the comments right now and then we'll see it and then we'll be able to pray for you if you have a need, we want to, I'm going to ask um, Pastor Ralph to come. And we're going to receive the offering. But before that, we want to pray. We want to say we're praying for each and every one that has a need, each and every one that's been sick. Father, touch Pat Hallman right now in the name of Jesus, Lord. Heal her, Father. Touch her ears, Lord. Minister to her with your peace, with your love. Lord, touch her in her body right now in the name of Jesus. Touch Jan, Lord, in her home. Lord, let there be a speedy recovery of that broken shoulder, Father. We ask, God, that the doctors will be amazed of what great thing you did and how quickly, Father. We pray, Father, for each and every one that might be having issues, Father. Stomach issues right now, Father, we just touch them now in the name of Jesus. Lord, move by your spirit. We thank you for it, Father. Lord, touch memory right now. Memories, Father. Lord, touch in, in minds, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for that, Father. And Lord, as we transition into receiving, thank you, Lord, for those that give. 
Thank you, Lord, for those that, Lord, that are struggling to give, but Lord, still do. And those that can't, Lord, we just ask you to bless them to overflowing so that their, their, their hands will be filled and Lord, they'll be able to release and bless. 